as entrepreneurs, we want to grow our business dramatically. We want to add tremendous value, not only for our existing clients, but all those future clients. And we can do it in a couple of different ways. We can do it organically through traditional marketing or non-organic. Non-organic is usually joint ventures, M&A, and so on. And I have an expert here for you today. He is a JV Jedi, a joint venture Jedi. Over the last seven years, he's made over $13.5 million by collaborating with other entrepreneurs just like you to form joint ventures that serve clients well, customers well, and do well together. You want to stay tuned to learn how you can form, no matter what industry you're in, successful joint ventures. I'm John Bowen. We're at AES Nation. It's all about accelerating your entrepreneurial success. Stay tuned. You're going to love Kevin Thompson. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com. Kevin, it is great to have you on the podcast today. You and I have known each other for approaching now five years. We met at Joe Polish's Genius Network uh, Mastermind Group. And uh, first of all, I want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure, John. I'm happy to be here. Well, and I know I've talked with Joe, and Joe told me I think you were pretty close to the first one. You're one of the first one <laughs> in the mastermind group. So you've been executing on a lot of the stuff, and it's, it's been an invaluable experience for me. But you've become the go-to person in our group for joint ventures. You've become a, a nickname, the Joint Venture Jedi, which is in a, a room of you know, a couple hundred marketing uh, individuals, entrepreneurs, uh, to be known that, that's, that's a big deal, Kevin. So you've got a lot to be proud of. But before we dive in, because I, I want to go through the steps that you use to build joint ventures that everybody's going to get, I want to get a little background so they know how you got this. Because you didn't start out as a, a Jedi, at least in joint ventures. You were kind of a Jedi on a fishing boat. You know, tell me yeah. how this all came about. Yeah, it's interesting, John. I mean, wow, what a, what a, what a history. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I used to have this belief when I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had this entrepreneurial bug since I was in high school and I, and I joined a couple of extracurricular groups in high school and, and knew that I wanted to have a business and, uh, and, you know, was planning to go to college and study business. But my uh, father passed away at the end of my 10th grade year. And we just, once that happened, we didn't have the finances for that. So I ended up spending four years in the military. But as soon as I got back home, I was like, you know, I was talking with my friend, Scott, who I've known since first grade. Because I'm like, I, I knew or I thought you needed to get a bunch of money together in order to start a business. And so I'm like, well, I better get some money together. Uh, knowing what I know now, there's there's other ways to do it. But, but uh, Scott gives me this great advice. He's like, you know, because we live up here in Seattle. And he's like, Kev, if you want to make a lot of money, all you need to do is go get yourself a job on one of those fishing boats. Those crazy guys make all kinds of money. And I'm like. Sounds good to me. So I, I go down to Fisherman's Terminal in Seattle and start hitting the docks and danged if I didn't get myself a job. And I spent the next seven years of my life, uh, you know, th that show, Deadliest Catch. I mean, that's it. That's what I did for seven years. Uh, and, and talk about a crazy, crazy way to make money. Uh, definitely made money. Uh, and, and, you know, I think it kind of goes back to, 
you know, when, when I, from, for as long as I can remember, my, my dad always really instilled this work ethic in me. And he was always like, Kevin, you know, the harder you work, the more successful you'll be. And, and that was his belief. And, uh, I, 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 at the time I was fishing, I, I certainly believe, you know, wouldn't my dad be proud of me now? I mean, this is the epitome of hard work. And, uh, but, uh, we, you know, after, after almost losing my life in 1995, I uh, got, we got, I got thrown across the boat by a rogue wave. And that's, that's when I got this big scar on my chin, got my front teeth knocked out. And, and after that experience and surviving through that, I was kind of like, you know, Kev, you've got enough money saved up. It, it's time to move on. <laughs> and so I finished out my contract and the next year uh, started a carpet cleaning business. And uh, I, I had saved up about $200,000 during that time. And promptly within, within a little less than a year, I went through every bit of that. And I was still not making money because I didn't have a clue what I was doing as an entrepreneur and the following year in 97, you mentioned Joe Polish. I, I met Joe through a ad he had in a trade magazine that, that said, uh, I can show you how to get more clients in a month than you now get all year. And I'm like, that's what I thought I needed. And so <laughs> that attracted me to Joe. I was like, I needed more of the abuse I was already taking so we could like lose more money. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, fortunately, uh, Joe what you know he he really understood marketing and he taught you know me that that marketing and over the next three years we uh completely transformed that business and uh i i became you know i mean man i top top three percent in that industry and i was getting paraded across stages and all this and and that's when i i kind of realized i was like you know what Kev, what you love is the marketing i don't love owning a carpet cleaning business and so we started looking for, for other ways to create income. And, and Joe had introduced me to Dan Kennedy, who kind of set me on this path. Uh, I started my very first uh, website after meeting a couple of guys, uh, Perry Marshall and Yannick Silver at uh, Dan Kennedy's seminar. Started my very first website. I took what I knew from that cleaning industry. Uh, started this little, probably the ugliest website on the internet at getmoldsolutions.com. Uh, but we, uh, got that website where I was making 10 to 12,000 a month. And, and Joe invited me to come speak at his seminar and, and without even knowing what I was doing, John, I didn't, I had not a clue what was taking place, but what was happening, that was my, actually my very first joint venture project was with Joe. Uh, of course I didn't have a clue that that's what it was. Uh, but Joe invited me to speak at that seminar and I, and I got up on stage and just shared what I was doing. And I was mobbed after my presentation at the pe by people at the back of the room wanting me to help them. And, and Joe pulled me aside and he's like, Kevin, you need to document what you do and how you do it. And you're going to come back here next year and you're going to speak again and give these people what they want. And uh, so that's what I did. And we picked up our very first clients the next year. In fact, in an hour-long presentation, we made $35,000 in sales. And that was a whole lot more money than I ever made in an hour cleaning carpets. And I'm like, I want to do more of this. And we picked up a bunch of clients. And uh, I've been doing that ever since, uh, selling my knowledge on how to do this, helping other people. And, uh, and uh, we figured out how to do joint ventures along the way, too. I did my first joint venture in 2007 where I realized it was actually a joint venture, where I partnered with somebody. And uh, once we did that project, uh, it was with a gentleman, Mike Crow, did that project. 
and it was such an enjoyable experience. It was profitable. It was a lot of fun. We, I picked up a bunch of new clients that I get to start, get to start helping. And, uh, that set me on a path to like, want to figure out how to do a whole lot more of that. You know, one of the things, Kevin, that's so interesting about all of us is, you know, as entrepreneurs, I mean, you've, You've really, you know, when you look at your kind of your, if we said your resume, your bio, your path to this joint venture, Hollywood couldn't have written it up. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, you know I have watched the show, uh, The Most Dangerous Catch, and uh, it is, or Deadliest Catch, uh, uh, it is unbelievably scary. And I can't imagine seven, seven years on that, but that gave you some time to reflect and all the lessons of life make us where we are, and you've become really this uh, phenomenal joint venture and, and, and the go-to person in uh, you know a number of groups. And what I want to do, Kevin, I'd like to is kind of dive in and let's go through the steps. Uh, okay. You gave me six steps, so let's go through those six. And I, I want everybody and my. If you're not driving, if you're listening, you're jogging or driving, don't worry about it. We have show notes at AESNation.com. We'll have the full transcript. You're going to want to go over this because Kevin is a genius at this. And, it, you know, it, what, what happens so often about genius is you start out and you're simple, you know, and Kevin, you kind of said it. You didn't even know you were doing a joint venture. And, and one of the best things about entrepreneurs is we're ignorant, you know, because if you really knew everything, you wouldn't do it. But, you know, we're ignorant in the beginning. We get going and then all of this complexity comes in and a tremendous amount of complexity. And many of us get overwhelmed. But, the, you know, the best entrepreneurs, they work through and they get on the right side of complexity to simple and I call it simple and elegant. And that's what you've done, Kevin. And let's let's go over these simple and elegant, you know, really process you used to form the, these joint ventures over the last seven years have been, you know, worth $13.5 million here, which is a huge number. Let's go very first. You talk about this concept and you brought it up, you know, in the meetings I've been in with you and so on. And you and you really you do this too. I mean, what I love is you walk the talk is that active appreciation you start with, and that's your whole framing. Tell, tell everybody what that means. Sure. Yeah, so this, call, this, this concept of active, active appreciation is, has been at the core uh, of all the success I've had in this. And, and so here, here's the thing is that, you know, no, no matter who somebody is, no matter how successful they are, no matter how big of a business they run, uh, most people feel completely underappreciated. And, 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 you know, this, this, I, I kind of back up just a little bit and talk about this, you know, gratitude, for example, you know, if we, if we look at gratitude in order for us to be grateful, that implies that something good had to happen to us. Somebody had to do something nice for us, what have you. And, and, you know, it implies that something external had to happen. Well, appreciation and active appreciation, nothing external has to happen. We are in complete control of that. And, and so what I teach is, is to just be actively appreciative of people, let people know how much you appreciate them. I mean, I, th this is what I do in my daily life. I just, it's just who I mean, you know, and this is not a marketing strategy. 
it's just if, if you just are this way with people, you get so much cooperation and collaboration. And, and, and a quick little exercise I give people is, you know, because everybody's got a cell phone with them. They got contacts in there. If you send out a few text messages to some people that you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's business contacts, whether it's family, friends, what have you, and you just let them know something that you genuinely appreciate about them without like asking for anything in return, not even asking for a response in return, you watch what happens. You do that with 10, 12, 15 people. You watch what happens because you are going to get a response. Maybe not from all of them. You're going to hear from some of them almost immediately within minutes. Others, it might take a little bit longer, but you're going to get a response and you're going to have an experience that lets you know that, you know what? Wow, this guy Kevin's right. Being actively appreciative of people gets their attention. And, and that, that's what I've done to, to be able to connect and collaborate with so many incredible people over the years. It's, it's the amazing part is you, know, you can go through life. You and I talked about it right you know, before we turned on the camera is how blessed we both are. And part of being blessed is that you're going out and you're finding, you know, you're appreciating life. And it doesn't mean that um, everything goes right every day because it doesn't. Nobody gets out of yep. life unscarred. You know, you've got the chin scar to remind you, but everybody else has got plenty of scars. Some aren't visible along the way. And so yeah. what this does is there's a law of reciprocity that, you know, when you're doing the appreciation, even, you know, you don't want to get anything back. People want to, and it's, it sets the stage for your next, which is the strategy session. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you, you know, use this active appreciation to then go to this strategy session. Okay. So, I mean, you know, because this is just who I am and I'm, I'm just like, I, just always noticing for things about people that I meet, that I run into, that I have conversations with. I'm just looking for things that I appreciate about them and just letting them know that. And, and so it gets me into conversations and where I get to find out a little bit more about them. And so it doesn't matter whether it's in a, a, a live setting, like, you know, we were talking about Joe's group or a seminar where I'm at or wherever I might meet somebody. Or I just get into it and it can be a quick conversation it can be a longer conversation, but you can always end it by saying, you know what, I have really enjoyed talking with you. Now, I'd like to get, you know, get to know you better, and, and what I'd like to do is you know, let, let's follow up, and, and I, I do this little thing uh, with, with people that I meet, and, and what I'd like to do is offer you a strategy session. What we'll do is we'll, we'll get on the phone, and we'll just talk about, you know, so I can get to know more about you, and maybe there's a way that I can help you make your life easier or make your business more profitable. And, and like pretty much whenever I have had that kind of a discussion with somebody, nobody has ever said, no, nah, Kev, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk to you about how to make my life easier or my, nah, I'm not interested in that. Everybody's like, wow, yeah, I'd love to do that. Thanks for offering. And like, we'll make a time to follow up. And then I just offered. And then I, and I, you know, I've got a process that we go through. We can talk about that too, of what we do then on that kind of a follow-up phone. You know, I want everybody to just, you know, imagine yourself now asking someone else this, you know, um, letting them know that you are more than happy with your expertise, your specialized knowledge to bring your unique ability, your skills to the table to help them be even more successful than they are. 
deal with the challenges that they have, you know, help celebrate their big wins, you know, go over what's budding in their, their opportunity. Well, it's, I mean, I've watched Kevin, you know, you've, you've done it with me. You've done it, you know, with a lot of people We're in meetings together and, you know, people, wow, really? Because, you know, so many of us, you know, have this capability and we can't do it with everybody, but we can do it with people that we can make a difference on and it opens up the door. And, and, you know, Kevin's given me a number of introductions out of these sessions that have been invaluable to our firm. And, and you just don't know where they're going to go, Kevin. I mean, there and, and the other thing, I think they're a lot of fun on both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's let's dive in. So let's go over the questions. You said that there's five questions that you're asking during the uh, uh, strategy session. You know, let's go over those, each of those, and and kind of walk me through and watch you know, walk our viewers and listeners through because this is you know there's such an art to doing this. This is one of those remarkable simple things that when you look at it, you go, you know. I could do that. Well, the answer is uh -huh. you could if you have the framing. So let's give them the framing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and being completely upfront and candid on this, uh, I did certainly did not figure this out for myself. Uh, in fact, I, I quite honestly can't remember the last time I had an original idea of my own. They're they're actually quite dangerous. <laughs> but uh, this this whole process I've figured out has been kind of pieced together over the years from different people. And, and this strategy session part, uh, I learned from another mutual friend of ours, Dan Sullivan, uh, by being in this strategic coach program. And, and as soon as I heard this, I was like, wow, that is a perfect fit for me and what I'm doing. And so, yeah, let's go over these five questions. So, so when we're having the strategy session, and, and keep in mind, this the whole purpose of this strategy session is we are not going into this call with what can I get from this person that I'm talking to. What we want to do is we want to focus on them and how we can be of service to them. Now, we're going to break this strategy session up into actually two parts, the initial strategy session call and then the follow-up call. And the reason we do that is so that on this initial call, we can do nothing but listen to them. Now let me and stop you just for a second, Kevin, because this is where most of us fail as entrepreneurs. Because we want to go into pitch mode. Okay, enough about you. Let me tell you about me and you know yeah. our whole thing. So that distinction, and particularly, you know, as Kevin set it up as a two-call, I use this in business uh, for our coaching programs, for our entrepreneurial things that we're doing. It, you know, I call it the consultative uh, process because you, you know doing it you're it's a two-part and many of us know it, but very few people we always want to rush things so Kevin you know it's so important what Kevin's saying is don't try to sell anything don't try to solve any problems ask the questions discovery 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 so Kevin yeah how do you do that in the okay, first call. So, so the first question that we ask to start getting feedback is uh, uh, if we were meeting here three years from today, and, and quite honestly, you can use any time qualifier that you want. I use three years because I'm, I'm talking with mostly entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs think in that kind of time block. So if we were meeting here three years from today, what would have had to happen in your life, both personally and professionally, in order for you to be really happy with your results. 
And, and when you ask that question, they are going to start talking about all, all the things that they're working on, the projects they've got going, the, the things that excite them, you know, what the, the goals that they're reaching for. And, and, and for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, you're even going to, because you did ask them about the personal side too. They'll, they'll tend to focus on the business side because that's where their mind is at. But they do have goals on the personal side too. They want to spend more time with family, with their wife, with their kids, with their husbands, what have you. And, and you get to collect all of that feedback. And, and when I do these calls, I let the person know right up front, hey, uh, if we're on the phone, you might hear me plunking away on my keyboard because I'm taking notes on everything that you tell me. I'm also recording this call just for my use only so that I can go back and review this and make sure I, I'm hearing you correctly. And even when they're telling me stuff, I might ask a couple clarifying questions just to make sure I fully understand everything they're telling me. And now, so once- that, That's so powerful and I love the recording too because you know, it, it, it's to let them know how important this is. You're there to serve, you're, you're gonna go over it, you might even, you know, and some of them I do with transcriptions and so on so I can get the detail. But boy, yeah, you're there. Okay, so we've got the first question and we got them really thinking about, you know, the future and how it's gonna come together. Where do we go from there? Okay, so then the next question that we ask them is like, okay, you know, now that you've shared all this with me, what do you believe has prevented all of this from already happening? And, and now they're going to start telling you about their, the big roadblocks they see, the stumbling blocks, the things that are standing in their way. And, and by the way, this is, a, I mean, th th this is where they're going to share their big pain points with you. And, and when you identify, and, and here's the other thing that might, you, you can tend to like, oh, they start telling you this and you're like, oh, 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 I, I can help you fix. Don't do it. <laughs> Listen. And, and uh, you know, because nobody hardly in their life ever listens to them like this. And, and you want to stay in that listening mode because they are going to tell you everything that you need to know. They're going to give you so much insight. There will come a time later to follow up and, and have that discussion about how you see you can help them. Now, that's great. What's three? Third question is, uh, so now, now that we've found out what their stumbling blocks are, now we ask them, okay, what would it feel like to you if none of these obstacles that you just told me about, what if none of that was even an issue? And now they're going to start getting, oh my gosh, well, I could do this. And I'm this. oh, and, and they're going to, they're going to tell you about all this great stuff they could do. And, and uh, now you get to expand on that first question that you asked them. Uh, then, then the fourth question, and, and, and this thing, you know, what, what I like to do is I, I, the fourth question I ask them is like, cause all the people I'm talking with are entrepreneurs. Uh, and so I will ask them what, what do some of your very best clients, your very best customers, what do, what, what, what are some of the best compliments you've ever been paid by them? And, and what, what they'll tell you compliments that they've heard been paid, but what they're really telling you about is what they perceive as their biggest strengths. You know, so like that I'm, that I'm, you know, I'm reliable. When I say I'm going to do something, I, I do it. And, and that's what my clients tell me, or, you know, whatever that is, they're going to tell you about their biggest strengths. And then the fifth question that I ask people 
is, okay, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of things here. We've talked about where you're wanting to go, you know, the kind of income goals you have, where you want to take your company. You know, let me ask you, what is the personal and professional cost to you for not moving forward with everything that you've just been sharing with me? And now they'll, they'll start to get a little bit somber and be like, wow, you know, man, if I wow, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to be able to have that kind of impact that I really want to make. And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that I specifically are looking for. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they might talk dollars too, uh, but I've found that usually when I ask that question, they're not necessarily talking dollars at all. Some people might, but they're usually talking about the kind of impact they want to make, the kind of satisfaction they're going to have by knowing that they're doing this, by the, 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 that they're doing their best work, that kind of stuff. And so no, those, that, those are the five questions. Well, those are the five. And so, you know, the first call now, you know, we're, we've gone through, we're real clear. We've got, I mean, I think all of us can relate that if we got the answers to all those, we know more about them than probably almost anyone else. And yeah. we're, what I love, Kevin, is we're now in a position to serve. So in the second call, okay, how much time between the first and the second? And then what do you do on the second call? So... So now that we've got this, I, I usually set it about six to seven days in between the, the strategy session and the follow-up call. And, and that gives me time to give everything we've talked about a, a, some good thought. Maybe I need to talk with a few key people in my own life in between to just kind of get some additional insight. Maybe there's somebody I want to introduce this person to. And, and so now on the follow-up call, all I am going to do is I'm going to start that call off by reading their own words right back to them because I've taken notes on that whole conversation and I'm just going to feed all and, and use the same verbiage that they used, not my verbiage. I'm, I'm going to just use the same verbiage, the same wording that they used because this is just going to, you know, let them know that like, wow, this guy really was listening to me. It anchors them too, because, you know, one, they know that you get them. I mean, that empathy. I mean, that, that's, yeah. you know, they're looking for. And then it anchors them to not only do you get them, you understand them, and then you're in a position now to serve them. And also, if there's anything that they may have misspoke, they have an opportunity to kind of do the fine tuning so you can be even more helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so when I go into this call, I, I will preface this by, by letting everybody know that, you know, I do not go into this call with a specific, like, like with, with the notion of like, okay, I want this thing to happen. So in my, in my life, you know, I, I would not go into this call saying, you know what, I want this person to promote me or to help expand my message or whatever. I go into these calls with nothing more than like, you know what, I don't know exactly what's going to come from this, but I will guarantee something good is going to come from this no matter what, because I'm going to make sure that that happens. And, and because, because I think that way, uh, rather than like thinking of like, I want a specific thing to happen, uh, by, by thinking the other way, it allows me to like, because my mind can only envision so much. And if, and if I think about what I want to have happen, I close myself down to the possibility of what really could happen. And so I'd rather open myself up to that. Yeah. And, and so I, I'll start just like I said, reading, you know, s talking to them in their own verbiage and then 
I will just say, hey, you know what? Based on what we talked about, here, here's some things that I feel that I might be able to help you with. And, and so like, I, I can give you an example. Um, uh, you know what? Not too long ago, I had a conversation with somebody who was getting ready to uh, make a, expand another arm of their business. And, and they were investing a lot of money right now and they could, you know, use an influx of cash. Mm -hmm. And I, so in that case, and because I did feel it was a right, uh, right fit for us to do that, I was, I suggested to them, Hey, you mentioned about this and, and, you know, if, if a quick influx of cash into your business would be beneficial, I think that I have a way that we might be able to work together and make that happen. And because I listened to them and structured it and, and made my recommendation based on what they told me, this was not about, Hey, Kev, let me, you know, I want, I want you to promote me. This was about, Hey, let me, I, I see a way here to get this influx of cash that you were telling me would be beneficial. And now because they already liked me, they were like, wow, you know, yeah, I think, yeah, I would like to do that. Now, a lot of times that's not the case at all. Maybe based on something they told me, I mean, you, you mentioned uh, 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 a gentleman that I introduced you to. Well, I, I was having a conversation with him and based on something he told me, you know, th that was a situation where he and I were not in, in, in alignment to do something together. But based on what he told me, I was like, you know, there's this guy, John, that I know. I should introduce you to John because I think a conversation between the two of you would be very beneficial. And it, and it sounds like that no, wasn't no, a bad they, thing. They were running, you know, uh, a pilot and it could be something substantial if it proves out. And but it's. You know, and I, I mean, we started calling. I was thanking you uh, for that. And this is, you know, before we turn on the recorder. And this is where it's really, you know, the, there's there has to be value delivered in this process. And it can't be all about, you know, Kevin, in your case, you know, the joint venture you might do. But what I love about it is that more often than not, there's some opportunities that come out where, yeah, there's some things that you can participate in. But it really making it all about them first and then seeing if there's something that you can do to help serve them and accelerate it, that's where it really comes yeah. together. Yeah. And, and ultimately, you know, my, my goal from that second call, no matter what, is to leave the person I'm talking with in a better position than they were in before we started talking. That's always my goal. And, and after doing this, for, I mean, since 2007, where I really started figuring this stuff out, um, I, I can tell you that I have got so much relationship capital built up with so many people at this point that, I mean, and, and you know, the, the relationship capital is worth so much more than any financial capital you could ever have. I mean, if you've got relationship capital, you might as well have financial capital. But and and you, you it's just you know, I mean, it's just an incredible spot to be in, and it just keeps on expanding. Well, on there. There's a lot of people that use the line. I don't know who first started it, but your uh, your network is your net worth. It's not the yeah. financial assets. It's the connections that you have that are real and that uh, you have relationships with. Now, so let's say, you know, the one example you gave where there's an opportunity to go out and execute. How do you go from, okay, this idea to executing and then, how, you know, to have success and then what do you do after that as well? 
Okay. So, so at this point, in, uh, you know, and you mentioned at the beginning, you know, at, at this point, I've done 352 collaborative projects with other people who have helped promote me. And, and every time I do a project with anybody who has agreed to help me in that way, I always want to make sure that I give them a great experience. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, a, a project is just a project and only one of three things can possibly happen. We're going to get the results we'd hoped for. We're going to get less than the results we'd hoped for, or we're going to get better than the results we'd hoped for. But if we've done this correctly, following this process, what we understand is that it's not about the project at all. It's about the relationship. And so I want to further that relationship. So no matter what happens on the given project, I want to further the relationship. I want to give that person a great experience. And then once we've done the project, uh, at the same time we, we, we figure out you know, the logistics on the project, what it's going to look like, when it's going to happen, all that. At the same time, I will schedule a follow-up call for after the project. And so after I've partnered with somebody and we've done whatever that project looks like, uh, we're going to have this follow-up phone call. And on that call, I'm going to ask them three specific questions. The first question I'm going to ask them is, what about this project went really well in your mind? The second question I'm going to ask them is, what about this project do you feel I could improve upon? And the third question I'm going to ask them is, is, you know, based on the experience that you've now had with me, who else do you know that I should be having a conversation with? And, and if I've followed through and if I've done my job, which is just quite simply to treat other people like I'd want to be treated and given, and you know, it, it's not very hard to be heads and tails above a lot of other people. It's just not. And, and you know, if we've done that and now we have this follow-up call, we have built so much goodwill with that person that they just want to help us, that they want to tell other people about us. And now we're just giving them the opportunity to do that. Now, Kevin, now this is a great framework for every entrepreneur, for all of us. You know, as you're yeah. thinking about how you want to work collaboratively, I'm going to encourage you to go back, get the show notes, download them. Uh, the transcript even, and go through uh, all of these because these are great questions. Uh, Kevin has you know, given uh, attribution to an awful lot of people to help them, but really what you've done is you've pulled it together, put it in a great structure that provides that framework for unbelievable, remarkable conversations that you can then serve them. And, and then also what I love is this keeps this endless loop going because you learn from them how you could have even been better. And they introduce you to others that they want to share that great experience that you delivered, which is so powerful. Yeah. Kevin, let, let's go. I want to go to one, another segment because you got so many things going on here and it's the book of the with your fellow entrepreneurs, what would you like to recommend that they read that's going to help on this mindset? It's, it's a book called The Go-Giver by, by Bob Berg. And, and, and anybody who is, uh, you know, if, if, if you're behind on your reading list, th this will make it easy because this is a short, quick, simple read, but yet it is so profound and, and it, it, it really uh, digs into a lot more of like what we've been talking about here on this entire conversation. Oh, this is great. And let me go to the next segment, which is resources. And 
Kevin, what do you have available? I'm going to pull up your uh, website. The uh, and, and for those of you who are not on, uh, you know, the videos, uh, you can go uh, to the show notes to get it. Don't stop the car or stop jogging along the way or exercising. But it's the JVJedi.com. And and what's on the site, Kevin? Uh, basically, right now, what we're doing is we I'm offering just a, an MP3 download that will go into some more detail about what we've been talking about here. And it's what it's an it's an event that I held for a small group of 12 entrepreneurs. Uh, and and you'll you'll as you're listening to this, you'll figure out very quickly that you are in very good company. I mean, these guys are rock stars. And uh, I was sharing some of this process with them, and so we'll go into more detail about this process. Uh, they asked some questions along the way that we I got to help them clarify. And that's just a, a free MP3 uh, that we offer. You can download that and listen to it when you want. Uh, and also, if if that makes sense. And, and, you know, what, what I, what I've shared with you here, what I share with you there resonates with you. And you'd like to, uh, set up a time for us to have a strategy session. I'll tell you what, I would absolutely love to personally take you through this process. And, uh, once you, once you register there at the website, you'll be given the opportunity to set up a strategy session with me as well, if that makes sense. Oh, that's great, Kevin. And yeah, for the right people, I mean, this is hugely valuable and it's a great offer. Let me go to the last segment. Takeaways, And I just want to walk through, Kevin, you did such a good job, but I want to just call out, you know, we start out with active appreciation. This is a mindset and it's, you know, it's really a lifestyle almost of going through and you're going to appreciate, you know, every part of your life and particularly those people in your life or who you're inviting to be in your life. Second thing is a strategy session. This is an offer Kevin just made. And it's, it's a huge value you can do to your fellow, particularly in a business setting, your fellow entrepreneurs that you can share with them, you know, and help them move forward. But, and he broke it down and you know, the third part is having clarity on question. He shared a big five questions and I would use these word for word, Kevin, you've done a phenomenal job on this, but this that total, you know, combining that active listening, the first meeting where it's all about them. You're not going to propose solutions. You're not going to, you know, we get, we get so uh, hot, button. oh, let me tell you how I can solve this today. And, and this is something that many of us as entrepreneurs, particularly male entrepreneurs, we want to solve the problems right away. Don't do it. Okay. Bite your lip. And then schedule the follow-up call. Kevin said, you know, about a, a week away, that will give you time to process this, see, you know, how you can serve. Go over your notes, maybe transcribe the recording. I really love doing the recording on these. And then, you know, I, I mean, Kevin, this is, I mean, I do a lot of this stuff. You do it better than I'm going to go through the notes too, is that the idea of going through and really playing back to them what you heard because that puts that empathy there. They you know they know you get them, and that's one of the most important. We want to be heard. We want to be understood, and certainly by somebody that we respect and that's going to provide us insights. Then serve them, and that's not by pitching them. Now you don't have the license to pitch them, but go ahead. And what would be your best ideas, irrespective of whatever business solution you have? Then if there's a way you could accelerate their success even more, it's fine to propose, you know, how that might work. And then if you do do something, over-deliver, over-deliver. And I know Kevin over-delivers on everything he does. Once you've done that execution, 
make sure, and this is probably one of the most important parts in the whole thing, is the debrief call. You get on, you know, what worked, what, what could have worked better. But one of the most important things is you're learning from that and they're going to share you with the people they care about who can also use your service. This is endless loop of success. And that's what we want for all entrepreneurs here at AESNation.com. Kevin, I want to thank you for taking your valuable time and spending with it today and encourage every one of you out there, all of us. We've got to take this, serve our existing clients well, our future clients well. They're counting on us. Don't let them down. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.